0: Welcome back to another episode of Jack and Jill Storytime. I'm Jack. I'm Jill. And today on our episode of 28 Days of History, we have In the Garden with Dr. Carver. I'll never forget the Sunday that we stepped out of church and we saw an old mule waiting beside a funny-looking wagon. The man with the wagon was George Washington Carver, the famous plant scientist from the big school in Tuskegee. Dr. Carver called the wagon his movable school, and it was piled high with plants, tools, and seeds. The adults all gathered around, eager for advice. They had heard about the 20-pound cabbages and the onions as big as a young child's head that Dr. Carver had grown on land just like ours. He said that plants get from the soil the foods that they need to make them grow. But cotton, like a hungry monster, had gobbled up all the good foods in Alabama's soil. Dr. Carver was showing folks how to make our poor, poor soil healthy again. He was even teaching people how to turn simple foods like peanuts and sweet potatoes into luxuries like coffee, butter, and sugar. Hundreds of new products poured out of his laboratory, all made from plants that we could see grow. But for me, the best part of Dr. Carver's visit was that he agreed to stay through Monday to help us with our garden at our school. Who here would like to learn to be a plant doctor, mm-hmm. said Dr. Carver. <laughs> you, Jill? Yeah. I waved my hand the hardest. You too, Mom. You too, Jack? Yeah. So he asked me to observe the first case. So, Dr. Sally, he said, why do you think that this rosebush is looking so weak when her cousins by the fence are covered in beautiful roses? I don't know. I admitted. What should I do first? Listen to the plants and they'll tell you what they need. Go on. I thought about what Dr. Carver meant. Maybe it was like listening to the wind and watching the sky to tell the weather. I looked over at the healthy roses, basking in the bright sunshine. Then I examined my patient. Just one single rose grew on her entire bush as she sat all alone in the shade beside the shed. I've got it, I cried out. My patient needs to be moved to where she can get more sunlight. That is an excellent job of observation, Dr. Sally, Dr. Carver said. Now let us begin the operation. Dr. Carver showed us how to transplant the rose bush very carefully, without damaging her roots or letting her scratch us. When I was a boy, said Dr. Carver, drawing plants were my two passions. I mixed my own paints and covered stones and discarded boards with pictures of flowers. And I was always asking questions. I wanted to know the name of every strange stone and flower, every insect, bird, and beast that visited the garden. We wanted to know all about the garden, too. So we just sat there quiet, watching, listening to nature, enjoying the beetles and bees, flowers and fungi, worms and birds, and pretty bits of stones. I never knew our garden was such a busy place. And Dr. Carver knew the names of everything. My brother Ben found a big web stretched out like a fishing net spun on the finest lace. On it waited a huge hungry spider. Ben raised the stick ready to kill it. I did not buy any toys. We're trying to read the story though. Ready to kill it. When Dr. Carver stopped him, that spider is helping our garden, explained Dr. Carver by eating up the creatures that want to eat your plants before you change or destroy something. You need to understand why it exists in its relationship with the rest of nature, the plants, the soil and the animals that visit are all connected just like a web. In every single flower bed, dandelions held up their sunny yellow heads. Who planted all of these? Lucy asked. That would be old man wind, chuckled Dr. Carver. He showed us how the fluff of dandelions puffball was really a family of hundreds of seeds carried by the wind. They could travel miles before landing and beginning to grow. A plant is a weed if it's growing uninvited, we learned. Those greedy dandelions were taking food, light, and water from the flowers that our teacher, Miss Simpson, had planted. Dr. Carver showed us how to remove the dandelions, pulling them up by their long and hungry roots. We saved their youngest leaves for our lunchtime salad. Dr. Carver said that we should eat all of the fruits and vegetables that we could. By then, we were as hungry as a pack of wild dandelions. Miss Simpson and the other students had cooked delicious, special picnic food. Using recipes from Dr. Carver, after every bit was gobbled up, they told us that we'd eaten sweet potato flour bread, chicken made from peanuts, And a salad of strange wild weeds. And for dessert, peanut ice cream and cake. After our feast, Dr. Carver said that it was time to plant our own kitchen garden. We followed him to the lot behind our school. This is, this spot is no good, Emmett said. It's sunny, but the soil's rock hard. See, it won't budge. He's right. I said, nothing ever grows out here, not even weeds and nothing ever will unless we improve this worn out land, said Dr. Carver, plants like people, nutritious food to help them grow. We cleared the pot of stones, spaded and holed, chopped and raked, turning and mixing into the soil the forest hummus we gathered. We worked that soil until we had a rich, fine field that we divided into plots. We planted sweet potato slips and peanuts, snap beans, lima beans, cow peas, squash, okra, and melons. Dr. Carver asked us to show him the nearest dump. We found wood scraps to use for our plant markers and a raggedy headed mop to make a tall scarecrow. When Clarence grumbled about picking through the dump, Dr. Carver told us how he would made test tubes, lamps and all sorts of tools for his laboratory from the reused treasures of just such a dump. The world treasure set Clarence's eyes on fire and he kept picking until he found a fine costume for our shaggy-headed scarecrow. Back at school, we used milk paint to label our garden signs so that we remember what we planted and where. We were all sad to see Dr. Carver leave, but he made Miss Simpson promise to take us outdoors every day for nature study and gardening lessons, and he gave her papers he'd written to use as our school guidelines. And we promised, Dr. Carver, that we wouldn't eat wild weeds, as some can carry very poisonous, until our teacher taught us which ones were safe. Some people come in and out of our life as quick as a hummingbird darting at a trumpet vine. And then some of them, when gone, leave something behind that sticks in your heart or mind. It sticks to you like a little burr on the back of your sock. It wraps around you like the treadrils of a vine. Since that day that we spent in the garden with Dr. Carver, whenever I step among flowers, trees, or vegetables, I remember his words. Listen to the plants, and they'll tell you what they need. And they do. Okay, Jack and Jill, what did you think of the story? Great and phenomenal. Yeah. And what? Phenomenal and <laughs> phenomenal. <though>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to say one. Okay, go ahead and say one. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, wonderful. <laughs> okay, friends, that was day five of our story time of our twenty-eight days of history. Join us tomorrow to read another story. Good night, friends.